Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for round 7, 2017. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain. No Adam Rosenbachs this week, unfortunately. Carlton won two in a row, therefore we have not seen him in the last 48 hours. But we have two wonderful replacement guests who have been on the show previously. We have Declan Fay. Thank you for having me. Oh, very sombre. <laughs> we no, won, Dick. We won. I'm not, <laughs> it's weird. Uh, it's the, I've, I have just come from watching the Hawks, yep. and I like it. Still, I shouldn't feel like that watching a game, but I feel a bit sick, like because it was just so tense in that last quarter. And I thought I can't. You know, Jordan Lewis is playing for Melbourne. Mm-hmm. It, it put me in a very odd mood. I'm happy. I'm happy we won. But I'm just coming to terms with things. Gotcha. I, um, we'll let you uh, deflate for a while then. <laughs> and second time on the uh, podcast, Brisbane Lions fan, Sonny Munn. Hello, Sonny. I'm well, mate. Thanks for asking. Not that you did, but oh, it's a third time. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got, can I thanks so much for having it's me. It's the third time. It is, it is. There was once when you were asleep and we just went through the whole thing ourselves. <laughs> but... Uh, in, in terms of how that made you feel, do you always feel like that when you watch the footy? Like, in seriousness? Like, do you guys feel when you go to a game, today was tight? Today was tight. Today but was we were, tight. what, we were 32, 35 points up or something yeah. like that, and then for them to come back. Is, you, you did is get there, the feeling a, is there gonna... a general anxiety you feel regardless of how well, the game's going? Things have changed, though, yeah. because you, if uh, in the previous years, if you lost to Melbourne, your psychology would yeah. be, ah, it's just a blip. Like, you know, we'll, but now things happen like losing by 97 points and having, you know, 12 goals kicked against you in the last in quarter. five minutes, yeah. So you can never sort of relax, and that's the problem. Like, literally in my mind, I was like, how much do we need to be up at half time for me not to be nervous going yeah, right. into the third quarter? But I, I must say, I, I actually, it's a, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Because I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. There is a sort of weird, blase, almost apathy that mm-hmm. comes when your team is just gunning it every week, you know, for yeah, five, six, seven there's years. There's not too many bleeding hearts out there right now. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not, I'm not asking for people's sympathy. No, good, you're not going to get it. <laughs> hey, can I give you, because I did watch the, before I forget, I watched the game at the Parkview where we've watched the footy. Oh, yeah, Parkview on North Fitzroy here Classy. in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not well. Well, I did Did they give you glass or were you just hard plastic? How no. was it? <laughs> No, I was just... I was. Did you take a little trip into the pokies? That's what we want to know. <laughs> Didn't go into the pokies. They do have the TAB sports bet yeah. machine in the corner mm. playing that fucking... When there's no race on, it's then got the computerised harness going. Oh, that's awesome. Corner. That's my favourite thing. Yeah, <laughs> animated, 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 animated greyhounds. Better than losing in real sport is animated sport. Yeah. If you find yourself betting on animated greyhounds... Put a gun in your mouth. You've hit a real low. I know you're about to dive into what you just saw. Can I just yeah. say on that note... I had a mate... I had a mate in, <laughs> I had a mate in the UK. He's really perked up. I had a mate in the UK. He's smiling. He's loving animated I had a mate in the UK. He would only bet on the animated greyhounds. <laughs> oh. well, speaking of the UK, that's what I was going to say. I, I lived in, uh, in Brixton in London for a while. And one afternoon, I'm getting the bus home. It was pouring down. Typical summer's day in, in mm. London. Sideways rain. And there's half a dozen Jamaican dudes huddled outside my local William Hill, the bookies. And they're all, it was like it was that much of a stereotype, smoking outside because they're not allowed to smoke inside, mm. having a beer, all the rest of it. Looking through the window, I'm like, I've got to go and check this out. Like, they've got a big race on. There's they a big race there. Yeah. yeah, something the, big. The Kingston Cup or something. <laughs> I don't know what it was. And I went across and no word of a lie, they're watching the animated like greyhounds <laughs> through the window. So... They just chose the vice of smoking yeah. just over the vice of watching animated races inside. We've discussed this a few times on my podcast with Nick Maxwell, who Sweet I believe plum. has mm. been on this show. We've discussed this a few times. We think in the animated greyhounds what they actually need <laughs> is that to sort of give it a bit more jeopardy. Because yeah. if you want to watch a greyhounds race, because they go so fast, you just watch an actual mm. race. Yeah, but right. there should be some choice 
where you get to, at some stage, if your dog's starting to lose, you get to hit it with a syringe of steroids <laughs> and just fully roid it up. You only get to do it once, but that'll give you a real jeopardy in the pub. So they're coming around the bend, it's running about third or fourth, then just fucking hit it with a syringe full of anabolic like going steroids. going the mushroom in Mario Kart? <laughs> yeah, like that sort of scenario. that's exactly right. Can you chop its ears off and bury it in a separate grave if it loses, or is that a bit hard? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Um, Tony Lockett's just waiting there to inject it for you. <laughs> Great. Um, hey, uh, oh, you were going to give me something. Oh, yeah, I got to give you. This was um, this was right at the. There was a, at the Parkview. There's often sort of tables of sort of uh, in the sports bar bit, which is just four TVs playing sport mm. and a computer dog in the corner. <laughs> but uh, be there careful was, how you criticise the, the, no, no, the clientele. No, I'm not. I'm not criticising. I just there was a, a couple Didn't of. Did someone pull a gun? In the park, a few a couple yeah, of months that ago, that dog was that should have come in. <laughs> if you make every post a winner until the last, then pull the gun out. I people take their computer dogs very seriously. <laughs> it's a bit rich pulling a gun no. in the in the home of uh, Adam Band. No, well, it was the the complication was the guy. This is serious. I know the story. If mm-hmm. you want, the guy wasn't allowed in, mm-hmm. and. Uh, at whatever time, 1am, and he's pulled a gun. Oh, fair enough the then. Fr- yeah, if, if that doesn't oh, get you I in. didn't know the full story. I'm yeah. sorry. Do you know I have know. I have my weapon, yes. I apologise to the gentleman in question. <laughs> There's actually a bigger story there, Gary. Uh, one of my sources You don't says, touch a man's wife, his wallet or his gun. Should should you pull a gun when you get knocked back from the park view at 1am? Good call. Burnt call. <laughs> Correct call. <laughs> Good call. Violent call. Um, <laughs> Surprised to see that in the inner city, cool. I think, I think he actually got Caro's, Caro's arrow that, that week. <laughs> well, to pull a gun at 1am on North Fitzroy is, is deplorable. It's yeah. unacceptable behaviour. <laughs> and then Gary, Gary just did that. Yeah, yeah it's like, it's, seriously, uh, Parkview management's got to look at this. Uh, they've got to have a look at this. I mean, it's 1am. Uh, uh, anyway. Interested to see what Gil says from AFL House on Monday. <laughs> Purple knew the news at midnight. Yeah, I mean, they've stuffed this up. They have. Um, uh, so this was what I... There was a group of older guys at one of the tables at the Parkview and they were having a proper... Like, they were having a session. Mm-hmm. And they'd been... I got there about 3.20 to watch the Hawks game and I reckon they'd been going since the, you know, the first at Dapto at about 11am. And they were, like, they were, they, they were sort of interesting guys and I was just sort of overhearing them. And... Uh, this, I wrote down what one of them said. They were talking about AFL players that get fined for... I think somebody's been fined this week for complaining about the out-of-bounds on the full... Oh, OK. Like really? If a, deliberate out-of-bounds. If a coach or, complains or something like that, they might get it. Please explain. That's right. Mm. And somebody, somebody got fined this week. And... Um, he said, uh, this is what I overheard. I wrote it down. <laughs> it's always a good sign when you have to write down... The old bloke news. said, seriously... Next player or coach that gets fined for speaking out the AFL, speaking out against the AFL, take it to court and they will not lose. (laughs) Then the AFL will have to pay back every fine for every player that's had to pay a fine and they will go broke. Because you can't ban free speech. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, the twisted logic of that, that it's like some coach is going to call in their two grand, take it to the Supreme Court, (laughs) get higher like fucking Lex Lazary. So Stewie Lowe will get his 500 bucks back for shaking a goalpost in 1990. How far back do you go? How far back do you go? How far retrospective is it? two pounds, like back in the day, you know? I think Daniel Harford got fined for climbing a goalpost. To show right. where the ball brushed the well, post. I was in He's London when there was an exhibition game and they stole the posts. Oh, they, they walked down the streets with them. Those guys are gone. They're in the docks. <laughs> it was just one of the great, I love twisted, pissed yeah. sports fan yeah, logic. Yeah, and, and, and you like, know what? As long as it ends in a definitive statement like yeah. you can't does. ban free speech. Now, what was the reaction amongst his mates? Oh, a lot of serious nodding. A lot of ba- just a lot of and like, no, yeah. no hurdy, we're not going to buy you chocolates. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. You can bang on about it as much as you like. No, Hurdy. We're not going to buy you chocolates, and I can't listen to this anymore. I've got to get on the eighth in the computer dogs. It's turned around, Hurdy. Is that quite a bit pumping up the chocolate business? Yeah, he was at the supermarket recently, wasn't he? Yeah, there was, I think, out and about. When you say he was out and about pumping up the chocolates, he was on a Melbourne community radio station talking about his chocolates. The great man just strolling in. Joy FM, that's right, yeah. It's the Cacao Hunters? 
Yeah, it's 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 like a Colombian chocolate. Yeah, I think it's like a free trade or something like that. He tried it's to bring chocolate. it in in headphones during the week. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was set up, it was easy. Um, I also like the twisted logic of that statement, but also of you frantically scrambling to write it all down while it's happening. I just knew I wouldn't remember. The yeah, reason yeah, I yeah. knew I wouldn't remember is it was right before the game, the game started That's and I thought I'm going to get like too wrapped up in this game and it mm-hmm. just won't. If I was with a friend, we'd sort of remember it, but I was on my own watching a game in the Parkview Sports Bar. I thought, i just got to get this down word for word. I've seen Carlton legend Jim Buckley down there, so maybe it was him. Yeah. <laughs> i tell you, you what. Maybe it fit he, in the age frame. Maybe he copped a fine, like, a, you know... Still bitter. Yeah, right. Two or three hundred dollars mm. in sort of, you know... He's been doing the compound interest over the <laughs> yeah, years. early 80s. And he thinks he's sitting on a five-figure <laughs> retribution. <laughs> Repatriation, but I like the idea too. Like he thinks that that was in the AFL bankrupt. Like they've got like a two billion dollar TV deal, but no, it's paying back the fines for melees. It's going to do the job. I have heard all, all major disputes have been sorted in the park for you on a Sunday. Yeah, Cameron Ling for rubbing sort of a cut on his head on was it Nathan Buckley's other way around? I think. Oh, yeah. was it Nathan yeah. Buckley rubbed on yeah. Cameron Ling? There mm. you go. Now, two weeks ago, I think it was Hawthorne Eagles, you took your son to the, his first game. I did, I did. My kid, Charlie, is just turned four. And he, he has been saying, I want, because we, we watched the, Footscray, the Western Bulldogs grand final last year. Mm-hmm. And I think that sort of excited him. He saw people crying and jump. And so he's been. By people, does he, do you mean his father? Yes. Yes. Nothing to be ashamed of. Absolutely. I was right there with you. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, have you. Brainwashed him? Is he a Hawthorne fan? Yeah, but yeah, the cool. problem was, this is why I had to go, because I, I've i tried everything. Initially, he said he's a very contrary kid, and I said, are we barrack for the Hawks? And he said, no, I barrack for the Kangaroos. Get him. Get yeah. him. He just decided that's what I'll do. And so I've been trying all sorts of things. The stories I tell him to put him to sleep is like, <laughs> one day Charlie was playing for Hawthorne. Yep. Like, I've tried all this stuff. I bought him a Cyril Rioli doll. And then... As Dermot walked by Mark Yates at quarter time, <laughs> he said to him, I'm still here. <laughs> Pay the price, Charlie. Good night, it's Charlie. Not, it's not that and then, far off. And then, and then the great man, he drove his motorbike into the foyer of Metro Nightclub. <laughs> Threw the keys to the security guard and said, leave it there. Look after it Sweet for me. Sweet dreams, little fella. <laughs> but, but, but at what age? So Charlie's four now. Yeah. yeah. Your son's four. At, at what age can you... Because you can manipulate a kid until they're a, a yeah. about six or seven in terms of where yeah. they go for them tipping. I mean, what if he was very staunch and said, no, Kangas, I've met one of the yeah. players, I like the colours, yeah. whatever it is, you've just got to cop that? No, well, this is the thing. I didn't want to cop it anymore. And he and so he started asking a lot about football. When can we go to the football? Right. To, and people, are, kids at his childcare were sort of going. And, and I just thought, I have to go. But the yeah. vexed position I was in was Hawthorne keep losing by hundreds of points. Why and couldn't I, you have been born four years ago? I, that, I've had that thought. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> I have had that thought. And... Um, I, I I didn't want to take him to just an absolute obliteration because my first game, I mean, I talked about it on your podcast, was a loss to uh, uh, West Coast in '87. Correct. Mm. Wow. At Subiaco. And Laurie lost. King kicked a big banger from uh, the right. middle of the ground. Uh, Brereton missed one right at the end You're from right. about 40 out. Actually, Sonny, you can leave. We're just going to talk about <laughs> that game for a while. You know what? Invitation accepted. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I didn't want his first game to be a decimation, but he kept talking about it. Do you remember that first game? Yeah, Obviously. I do. I remember it. I've, I think I mentioned it. I on saw Michael Tuck naked in the change rooms. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, and then really? you, yeah, you expand on that story, and we kind of got a bit loose, and so we had to cut that bit out of the podcast. Oh, okay, so yeah, right. I, you know that because it's easy if you are if you're in Perth because that's where I grew up, and your t- team from Melbourne is the playing. Team. Yeah. There was no kids waiting at the door, and like you know, they opened the door, and in the old days, your dad just pushed you through, and you got in. I swear to God, the first thing I saw when I got Tuck into the change room was Michael Tuck completely nude, Far out. and to his credit. Covered uh, up to <laughs> to his credit, he covered up. Is that oh, what? I thought you said, "Was he coming up?" Um, <laughs> to his credit, he was coming up. <laughs> It'd been a long, hard game, but he, to his he credit, knew, he knew a fan when he saw one. <laughs> the great man dug deep. <laughs> oh, no. 
This is so. Is this why it got cut this out last is, time? I suspect this is why. There's no possible way to tell this story without it being cut out. No, no, um, no. no, no it, the anyway. To his credit, I remember taking him like the footy record that I had that day, yeah. and he signed it completely stark naked. No hands. Signed. <laughs> Isn't that weird? And, well, I just, I don't think, but, you know, he, he didn't seem to flinch. And, like, as a mm. kid, you go, oh, okay, that's what happens in here. Mm. Men were um, men. But I do remember that the, the, my memory of that game, it's like we were the only brown and gold. And I remember the Eagles supporters turned really feral. Like, this is Subiaco when there wasn't a massive grandstand. It was a hill, yeah, like, oh. half the way. And I remember, I'm pretty sure after it was Brereton missed that goal, and I just yelled out, you can do it, Hawks. I remember this feral West Coast supporter next to me. I was like six or seven. Mm. And he turns to me and he goes, fucking bullshit, they can. <laughs> and wow. I remember my and that's dad. that's burnt in the... In the oh, back, yeah. Like, and I remember my dad, like, yanking me by the arm, like, all right, let's get out of wow. here. And just, like, pulling me through the crowd. But when you're on the hill, there's no little, like, you know, tunnel to dive into. He's just pulling me through. What a charming and man, too. What a yeah. charming man. And I, I honestly, when we played West Coast in the recent 2015 grand final, I did spare a thought for that guy. <laughs> you I, sought out a gentleman in his late 60s. I just, yeah, I just, had to, I, just, I just guessed it was that guy. Yeah. And fucking bullshit they can, mate. You said, Tuck, get out here. Take your dax off. <laughs> so, so, Charlie, it's, you, this game was to do complete... You know, I can't talk properly. This game was to do the complete brainwashing. So he did was, have a taste, yeah. bit of kangaroo still in him. It was a tiny bit of kangaroos yeah. and also a tiny bit of Western Bulldogs. Oh, yeah. My partner, Barry's from Western oh, Bulldogs, yeah. grew up in Ballarat. They win the grand final. Gets on the bandwagon. Yeah, sees his dad crying and, you know. Um, and so I just thought, I've got to go now. Mm. Like, I've got to – I've gone early, but I've got to go. And so I took him and I did. I, it was the full indoctrination. Got a record on the way in, telling him about the footy on the way in. Bought him a jumper at the thing. It's five dollars extra if you want to get the shorts as well. And oh, yeah, they okay. only had they only had the uh, like a size seven, which for a four year old is massive. Great, and we'll I grow into it. That's right, because they cost a lot of money yeah, for do. a kids jumper. Traditional and, jumper or like an away jumper? Or? No, you got kids yeah. first jumper. Yeah, has to be if you if you buy a yeah. if you buy a away jumper as your kids first jumper, that's bad parenting. <laughs> like, that <laughs> is amateur. You get social services should take you away. Oh yeah, if you get that, as you said, the Power Rangers, yeah. the white and brown. Yeah. I mean, you are just kidding yourself. Well, I reckon at that age, my my brother, my niece and nephew were about four and five. Yeah, and they're actually living in WA at the moment. My yeah. brother's sports mad. Yeah, but both of my niece and nephew are now, you know, they're West Coast fans. They yeah, love yeah, yeah. they go to the netball over there, the NBL, Wildcats. Perfect. It's about, it's about merch. Mm-hmm. You get them the jersey. Yeah. They wear it non-stop. They they affiliate with the colours. Yeah. Game over. And you it's just that's, he's worn merch. that jumper so yeah. many times since. And it you feel a little bit like you know because you don't want to force a kid into anything. Well, you but blatantly started this story by saying you wanted to. Force no, you, can, into you can force them into a footy club. I reckon because oh, I, yeah. I think it's for your own convenience too. Eventually, when he when he grows up and he wants to go to games, like yeah. if he's eight or nine or ten. Yeah. You got to trounce along to North Melbourne games that you don't want to go to. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand these mixed families. They go, you brainwash. That's that's the one thing you're allowed yeah, to do. Yeah, because we didn't give him a religion or anything. Mm. So it's like you have to give them something. Well, like, in Melbourne, sport is a religion, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a weird the the earnest side of this story is because you can. I, I've noticed in myself that Hawthorne having that huge success over the last sort of five or six years, you do become a bit blasé about it. And just in general, going the footy, you forget that it's this massive stadium, mm. the, M- the MCG. You forget that the train ride is sort of... And I watched the whole thing through his eyes, like when he first saw the MCG, because he thinks footy ovals yeah. are our, you know, the Brunswick Street Oval. Oh. And he's just looking like... And, like, he just pointed to this random spot up the top of the southern stand and goes, can we go up there? Yeah. And it was, like, the opposite side of the ground. I was like, no, because <laughs> you'll see Daddy have a cardiac arrest. <laughs> but, um, and it's the members, and we can't afford that. Yeah, that's moment. right, because I spent all the money on your jumper. <laughs> Where did you sit? We sat because it was a, it was it was not the most no, it's about 30, biggest 000. attendance. Just walked straight into that sort of forward pocket, uh, forward flank area of the uh, Olympic stand, the Northern stand, and actually sat on ground level. Uh-huh. And I, you do find yourself like if we, you know. We've gone to the footy a lot of times, Chamber, but we don't worry about where we sit. But 
when you've got a kid, you're looking like, is there somebody that's going to swear? Oh, yeah, or, sure. yeah. And so I picked what looked like a pretty gentle family area. And then what we got behind us was like that classic old, every club's got them, like 70-year-old woman who even when she's yelling like positive stuff sounds like she wants to kill yeah, someone. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, a different generation of offence, isn't it? It is. And <laughs> her obsession with Billy Hartung and <laughs> like she's going, oh, Jesus, Billy. Oh, come on, Billy. Like, she just fixated all her angst onto Billy Hartung. Yeah. And then I, he said, he goes, why is that woman so angry, Dada? And I said, she's, it's actually, she's happy, but she doesn't know how to express it. And he went, oh, okay. It, oh, no, go, you were going to ask Oh, him. no, I was going to say, what kind of food? Do you buy them food? Do you bring food? Yeah, no, I did. I bought, we need a... Th- my, thermos with some hot dogs in it. Yeah. <laughs> I can see you doing that for my sure. My partner Sprite bottle with some Chardonnay. Old, I'll make lunch. But I was like, no, nah, if you go, you got to have a pie and yeah. you got to have chips and... Um, so we did that and it was like, but it was actually because it's, you know, the kids only have a certain attention span. So if you could get through each quarter, there was a reward at the yep. end of each quarter. Long story short, he's now a diabetic. <laughs> um, but he, uh, it worked, as it got to the end, because that was a twilight game, that yeah. West Coast. it got pretty cold. It got very cold and it got dark. And yeah. initially was, he was fascinated that it was dark and we're playing under lights. Did he freak out? Does he want to leave? No, he thought it was great. But then yeah. he started to nod off. Like, yeah. And I said to him, we can go, you can, you can go to sleep. And he goes, no, I want to watch Cyril. Mm-hmm. And my favourite quote, because I don't know if you remember this, Chamber, but we were when we were leaving the 2008 Grand Final, I think. Oh, I, I think you said you wanted to have a kid so you could watch Cyril? Correct. Oh, we've come oh, full wow. circle. Yeah. I said to you, I, I, I didn't even have a girlfriend at the time, and I said, I'm seriously thinking I need to have a kid so he gets the joy of watching Cyril because it's a once-in-a-generation. And then you said something like, uh, yeah, I haven't really had that thought, dude. But, um, <laughs> Um, and it was a beautiful moment <laughs> near the end of the game when little Charlie's watching on cheering on Cyril and yeah. he went down and did his ACL and it was a beautiful, beautiful um, moment. He, um, but he said, he actually said at one stage, and you don't know what they've overheard you say or like maybe he's heard me like say to the TV screen, like yeah. Cyril magic, but he said uh, Cyril, you know, because he had that huge attempted mark earlier in the game and then he took a ripper out on the mm-hmm. Great Southern Stand side in this. This is in the West Coast game. The Did he say, boy, oh, boy, wowee? <laughs> <laughs> and then no. Cyril says, I'll go over the top. And he says... <laughs> no, he just said... Oh, it was such a great moment. He just goes, I think Cyril really is magic. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. And I just went, like, something about that. Yeah, that's But great. he refused, even when he was getting the nods at the end, because most kids lose it when they get tired, like, properly lose it. He refused to leave. And I said, why don't you want to go? And he said, even when we clear we were going to win, and he goes, I want to sing the song. Oh, That cool. is a terrific and sign for any sports As fan. soon as Never the song came in, he just perked up. Really? And he knew it from us singing it at home. Mm-hmm. And You've indoctrinated him. He's even got the, like, when they hit the play to win, he's even got the, and we play to win. Wow. He's even got that bit. So it was a... I don't it, even, I don't think I've ever seen you swell with as much pride. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was a very, and it felt, if you're talking full circle, Chambo, it felt full circle from going to that Hawthorne West Coast at Subiaco with mm-hmm. my dad. Um, we just didn't have the bloke this time going, fucking bullshit, they can. <laughs> well, do you ever need that bloke? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm only a phone call away. And it was a beautiful moment when, when an Eagles fan said, go, Eagles, you can do it. And, oh. and my son, Charlie, turned to him and said, fucking bullshit, they can do it. And then a naked Michael Tuck walked by. Yeah, that's right. Oh, you know, I didn't even think it. I don't, is, can you push your kids in the change room? You can't now, can you? I no. Doubt it. Blatantly not. No, yeah. no, no you I can't. Don't so. No, you need You can't. You've got to have a price for House Cooper's yeah, pass. Yeah, yeah. You've got to know somebody. Yeah, you had to buy, buy a table at the president's dinner and stuff like that yeah. Yeah, to get in. Well, that's a great story, Dick. No, thank you. Um, Look forward we'll to it being edited out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, wouldn't it be tragic <laughs> that all gets edited out, but he just leaves the Michael Tuck noob in there? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the uh, deliberate out of bounds against the uh, Eagles and Richmond? Eagle, uh, oh, sorry, yeah, the, the right Bulldogs. The, Bulldogs, right Bulldogs versing. Versing. Richmond. <laughs> yes, I did not. No, I, I mean, Jaden Shaw. Can I get your opinion? I'll show it for, play it yeah. for you now. Oh, yeah, I've seen it, but it's. I already. I have an opinion on it. Oh, right at the death, eh? Right under death. So they're about to kick it into the forward line. Uh, the doggies are. Bit of tackling. Man, scramble. This is great. Now, that was played oh, deliberate. Yeah, blatant. What are your opinions? Oh, so Jaden comes through, and I suppose kind of. 
pushes it out. Some suggesting that he fumbled it, therefore it kind of he actually was making an attempt. I'm going to dive in straight away and go playing devil's advocate for this rule, not for that instance. I, I, I think that's bullshit personally, but where that rule works is when the ball is almost stationary near the sideline, near the boundary line, and you get half a dozen blokes around it instead of just walking it over. Mm. They bash into each other and they try and handball to each other in close quarters and it's very skillful. And even when they kick into space 50 metres up and it's down the line, there's no one there. It's blatantly mm. not going to a contest. I don't mind it. But when it's heat of the moment, 30 seconds to go, you're 10 metres mm. from the boundary line. There's five blokes around you and you're on, he was on his knees there, by the way. Yeah, and he was... Honestly. He, he was the only one that... I wanted Western Bulldogs to win that. And I, I cheered when the free kick went against. Obviously, I hadn't seen the um, close-up of it or the slow motion. But looking back at it, it's an appalling decision... It, he's the only one actually going for yeah, it. Yeah, he's actively seeking the footy and then he gets penalised for it. And a, so now you're getting to this weird position where the one thing that football should be, there's all these different things, but you should, the first thing should be you trying to get the ball. Mm. And when it gets to this weird thing that people don't want to touch it because they might want to knock it out of bounds, yeah. it's sort of gone too far the other way. I like the no rushed behind rule mm-hmm. because it, it's, there's a lot of jeopardy in the goal square. It's exciting. It's interpreted very strangely when they, you know, they only pay it every so often, but it's made it more exciting. But this out of bounds on the full, that somebody can kick it 50 metres and it can bounce one way. Yeah. I just... And it's also... It's this awful sort of vaudeville when, like... On that exact clip that you played, there's there's ten Western Bulldogs players all going, oh, deliberate, yeah, and it's sort of, I just have this horrible feeling a grand final is going to get decided on mm. that rule. That's always and the that's always the stock standard line though, isn't yeah, it? Like, well, yeah. you wouldn't want a grand final <laughs> yeah. decided on this. But yeah. even that but was so close. Yeah. I w- wanted Western Bulldogs to win, but. I just don't think you should be penalising the only player who wants to touch the ball. And I spot on. these ones where they kick at 50 metres. And if it bounces right, it's in play. If it uh, bounces left, it's deliberate all of a sudden. But what's the, there was one just so today in the Hawthorne game, and uh, I think it was Gibbo who came over the top. It was a marking contest. It's about, I don't know, 20 metres in from the boundary. He came over the top. It's coming forward into Melbourne's forward line. He punches the ball. It's a deliberate punch to stop the Melbourne person... Uh, taking a mark and he punches towards the boundary as you're taught in every single game of, of junior Bang. football but he is to the letter of the law deliberately punching it out now that's not called deliberate mm. but somebody can kick it 50 metres forward mm. and it is deliberate it's well, gone the whole thing's very subjective that's my issue with it it's not like an offside or a goal line yeah. it, it's very much up to whoever's there at the time it, well in theory the umpire has to read the player's mind Unless it's particularly obvious that they're trying well, to go deliberate. That's the perfect one. They've but been they saying have to, for they have ages. To say, unless they kind of say, oh, look, they fell over or they fumbled it or whatever. Yeah. But also, like, they, they are going, no, you were intentionally pushing that out. You are. They're, they're trying to look into their brain. And that is the problem in that uh, offside is so clear. Once you show the electronic line, yeah, it's yeah. either offside or it's not. Mm-hmm. But this is so... I mean, yes, you're trying to read the player's mind, but our brain takes in data in a certain way. And if 10 players all put their arms out going, it was deliberate and all the the crowd crowd yell. I think what we're all dancing around a bit here is that I think the umps should start learning to read the players' minds. <laughs> I mean, if there's not ESP involved, then what's the point of them being out there? The AFL has been working on their technology it's for a, a while. Disgrace. So they talk about kind of a change in the interpretation or the, the, the use of the terminology. Insufficient intent. <laughs> okay. So saying players have showed insufficient intent to keep the ball keep it in. in. Okay, yeah. so that so one there, the Richmond one, he – I don't know, who's the player that – Jaden. Jaden Short. J- so he – the way he was running – from the side, he's running out towards the boundary line. He gets it. His forward momentum, there is nowhere else for him yeah. to knock it. It, it. He, it slipped through his hand. I don't even. I wanted Western Bulldogs to win, but I still think it's an appalling blight that that's a free kick. Well, coming back to what you said, it, it discourages people to attack the footy like yeah. to actually want the ball. I yeah. remember in rugby league a few years ago, there was a thing where a player, if they flopped on the ball, 
it was a penalty against them if they didn't get up and try and run with it. Mm. So you got a situation where people would lie on the ball and instead of a tackle being made, there'd be players with their hands in the air. Yeah. Saying, hey, he's lying on the ball. And it's just a terrible look. Yeah. Surely you've got to encourage someone to attack the footy. And it used to always be the whole thing, like when we were kids, was it was like protect the person who's going after the ball. So, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a very disheartening rule or a disheartening interpretation of the rule. Do either of you have China fever yet? Yeah, but I've had it for a long time. <laughs> the big game next week at Shanghai. The is it mighty... next week already? Yeah, next week. And so who is it? It's, it's Gold Coast versus Gold Port. Coast. Port Adelaide. And can you explain to me why these two teams are doing it? Well, I suppose Port were the one who had the idea. And it's then, all koshy, isn't it? And then I suppose, let me think, why, why Suns are, oh, I think they're closer to okay. Shanghai than yeah. most teams. Uh, having said that, Rocket Ed got really angry the other day saying that they are going to have Rocket a... Twi- got angry. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to have a 21-hour trip to get there. Yeah, right. So they ha- they, there are no what direct... Are they going via Well, that's a thing. That's the thing. Or? Well, I looked it up because there's no direct flights out of Gold Coast. Yeah. So they've got to drive down to Brisbane. So that's an hour. Yeah. Oh, it's an old-fashioned road trip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they so have so to... that's one. It's still not 20 hours. <laughs> I know, because I looked it up. I looked it up. I, I don't know what they're doing at the other end, but it's a 10... 10-hour, five-minute flight right. from Brisbane to Shanghai. Did they book this Shanghai. through student flights? <laughs> <or>? <laughs> they may have got the time difference wrong. You get on webjet.com.au <laughs> and they fucked up royally. They're flying Air India. And um, they then, I suppose, have a 10-hour bus trip to sh- get to the hotel in Shanghai. I'm not totally sure. It's a big place, I imagine. They'll be they'll be done at twenty. Think about your own jet lag when you go to another country. But that logic, you're saying the fix is in. We just unload on port. <laughs> well, by that well, logic, port would have the same length of journey, yeah. wouldn't they? Uh, well, they're driving to Brisbane as well. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually a race. That's right. It's, on, it's, it's Cannibal <laughs> Run style. It's, it's on Deloise has got the, yeah. the traffic lights changed. It's, it's like, a, it's like a, what's that reality show? The Great, the Great, Great. <laughs> the Amazing Race? The Amazing um, Race. Yeah. It's planes, trains and automobiles. <laughs> you have to eat a giant steak in like an outback Queensland town at some stage. <laughs> I would much rather watch that than Port uh, Gold Coast in yeah, Asia. It, oh, yeah, yeah, how, what, what's the end game here apart from the, the instant cash, like, is this part of the AFL wanting to go global and making a big deal of being an international sport? I suppose it's making a thing. So Port paid Gold Coast five hundred grand to get right. their home game. Right. Yeah. So and hence the furor about them getting to wear their what their, they're they're allowed to wear their it's home. Not, a home game should never require that you travel for twenty one hours to yeah. get to I think twenty one hours is a bit of a furphy. Fourteen, maybe? But either way, I mean, maybe there's going to be a lot of delays. I'm not sure. You know, <laughs> someone's going to forget their passport, surely. <laughs> yeah. Surely. A 40, 40 odd foot, 20 odd football players heading to yeah. the ground. Surely. It's just none of them buy a suitcase full of headphones yeah. on the way back. Like, <laughs> Was that... a boogie board back? <laughs> they might be going via Bali. You never yeah. know. Oh. But it, it, it just strikes me like all I've heard about this in the lead up has been about three weeks of. Whether or not Gold Coast are allowed to wear their yes, home jersey. Yes, which they are now allowed to. And poor Koshy's not too happy about that. He wants them to wear and an away. And that's because that's their like, bright orange slash red, which is like a... Yeah. Colours of China. The colour of China. So yeah. they're afraid that oh, well, Don't fucking game. ask them, Koshy. Pick a team that doesn't have that. Like, he's, he's such a sort of... Don't mince words here. No. <laughs> <laughs> he is a bit of a dead shit with this stuff. Yeah. Like... Don't ask Gold Coast if you don't want a team yeah. that is because their logo is red anyway. Like, yeah. just don't. This is who you ask to go. Well, it seems to be a thing where they worked at the deal, so they sign up a deal. You know, mm. you're playing us against us, but they forgot to put in the request yeah, in right. the contract that they don't wear red and yellow. Yeah, right. But then Kosh is saying, "Hey, it's only one year deal, so next year, if there's a next year, then maybe we just won't play the Suns." Maybe they won't even play in Australia. They'll just set up their own road well, league the thing. in yeah. Beijing. <laughs> but, um, it's going to fly after this one exhibition game, obviously. But it's quite interesting because uh, uh, Suns are saying they're not going to take over players who have respiratory problems, like asthmatics and stuff yeah, right. like that. Um, and then also they're taking almost etiquette lessons on how to deal with life in China, how to deal with the people and the folk. Uh, I mean, I don't think they're going to be walking around a sort of Chinese village. You know, I think they're going to be five-star accommodation. I mean, it's, they've, they've got to account for this 21-hour flight anyway. 
They'll be in hyperbaric chambers the entire... They're not yeah. seeing the sights. No, they're not seeing the sights. They're not going to be strolling along the Great Wall of China. Oh, yeah. they'd have to go there, surely. Oh, well, oh for photo. a PR photo. Yeah. 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 That'd be close. That's close to near Beijing, though. You've got to handball right? it from one side of the water. Deliberate over the side oh, of the over wall. The, yeah. Well, it's like Billy Brownless kicked that football That's over, over the, the silo. <laughs> They've got to kick it over the Great Wall of China. But, but I just... like I don't know. I mean, I'm all for expansion and all that sort of stuff and promoting the game, but... The idea, the AFL is just always about like let's this international brand. Mm. It's a made-up sport yep. for this country. That and I've got and I know this is not the platform to do it on in an AFL podcast. But mm. I've always thought if we banned AFL for four years, we'd be world beaters in every single sport. Mm-hmm. The best athletes in the country are playing AFL from the age of six onwards. The talent pool. We'd, middle distance runners, we'd win gold at the Olympics. High jumpers, long jumpers, second row in the Wallabies. Like, you name a sport, there would be so many superstars. N- the fact that they keep throwing out these, like, if we go to China for a game, all of a sudden we're going to go gangbusters overseas. Just stick to what you've got. Go down to Princess Park and have Collingwood Carlton in the rain. <laughs> well, you know what? A friend made a point during the week, which I found quite interesting. He said, what happens if the game does take off? So, say it takes off in China. So, they start a league over there, start an IPL-style league. Yeah. Then yeah. he says, then, won't it just be people saying, hey, uh, Buddy Franklin, he's $3 million a year to come and yeah. play in China. And therefore, all the good players well, will be drained to... that's less than what he's on at <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like, they'll just be able to out- outbid. So, he said, in a way, you don't want the game to take off, which I found quite interesting. Well, you know, do you remember Hawthorne jumped on... I won't bring everything back to Hawthorne, mm. but do you remember they were trying to court China years ago and they actually broadcast on the Chinese language radio station. Oh, I didn't They know. had commentators commentate the game. I want to say it's, like, 2002 or three. Well, they did that for the grand final recently across about 18 different languages. Yeah, which right. Which great, where they did, like, you know, Arabic and they did, did different languages. All so in different countries or just in Australia? So from Melbourne they had a, a radio box for all the finals here yeah. and they would do it through their, their own native tongue, obviously. But it's clearly, obviously, it comes down to money. You follow mm. the cash, but... If it takes off in China, who's going to play in Ruck? I feel sorry for if they had to have a... Yao Ming. Yao Ming, yeah, right, sorry. Um, What's it, Baby Huey? <laughs> Baby Huey will be there and tap it out. Um, I... I don't. I can't remember the image of Baby Huey. <laughs> well, they're doing. Uh, they me. I've thrown myself. I think you're about to bring it back to Hawthorne. Yeah, no, they've I had can't. a few cultural awareness things. They've uh, Port and the Suns. They uh, have been learning a touch of Mandarin. Yeah, yeah great. Uh, and they've been taught how to interact with people. So here we go. Um, uh, for example, you're not allowed to enter a room until they have. So hierarchy. So the, the bosses go through before you. Gee, that'd be awkward if you didn't know who had the, the right of way. Yeah. You're both sort of standing outside I mean, waiting. I can't see this going wrong at all because AFL footballers have never behaved badly <laughs> in Asian That's countries. That's the thing. Here we go. It says chopsticks, uh, chopsticks. Dusty Martin going over? Yeah. If you can't do it, that's well. fine. But it's important to have a go. Uh, as long as you have a crack, they respect that. Well, that, that's not in a Hang Chinese on. manual. Hey, are they like, talking about this, this, this is a crowd? Like, this is a start playing? Like, this, this is, is like talking. some Chinese yeah. cultural experts. Not going, <laughs> have a crack and they love it. As long it. as you have a fucking red hot crack, <laughs> they'll n- fucking respect you. you now never, stick fat. You never give a gift on something with one hand. That's been disrespectful. Okay. Incorrect disposal. Um, players have been urged to be respectful. Don't speak too quickly. Try to be as respectful as possible. Don't be loud or obnoxious. Okay. Okay, this is stuff you need to learn like when you're about eight years old. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, kind of really it hand-holding. feels like when our school took like a trip of year nines to Bali. Like, year nine you went to Bali? Yeah. What sort yeah. of a camp was that? They, start, oh, they started early. It was the, I grew up in the Paul Keating era. It was the Asian century. Was the beginning of the Asian century. Sure. Players, yeah. <laughs> so a pack of 14-year-olds go to Bali. So yeah. having one night in the interstate clash there, this time they're going to have five nights away. That means going easy on the room service. Who do you reckon pays for that room service? If you get, got a burger after the game. And basically it says, don't get drunk and... <laughs> This is exactly like your year nine Bali trip. <laughs> yeah, right? don't drive is. your motorbike into the front, the foyer of the metro <laughs> in Shanghai. Quick question: Who's number eight for the Suns? Do we know? I can look that up. Is it? Oh, the lucky number. Because that's their lucky number, and it's their oh. colours. Oh, they yeah. could be instant oh. cold hero. It, it is. This is interesting. Is it Baby Huey? <laughs> <laughs> I'll run them up. Number eight for the Suns is Braden. Yeah, no, not going to work. No, no. There's not many Suns that's going to. You know. Braden Fiorini. 
Mm, nah. <clears throat> Too difficult. Not be the cold hero. Hey, uh, Aaliyah Aaliyah. He got dumped by the Swans. Mm. And was this, he missed something? Or he missed he a training session yesterday. He had a bit of a, a sleep in, it says. That'd be a horrible feeling, wouldn't it, when you wake up? You know, when you sleep, you sleep in mm. and you wake up and you have that shud of like, oh, my God. Science project's due today. Yeah. No, it'd be horrible. It'd be I horrible. don't really have a... I don't have that because I have two oh, kids. Yeah, got an alarm clock. And so you wake up at... Regardless. Uh, regardless. Um, it does sound... Is that a bit of a furphy... Uh, that phony? Like, I mean, you... Who's sleeping in for a training session? Yeah, he... it does. Are you reckon it's suspect? Yeah, it does. Always. Okay. Yeah. Always. He was out and about and... Yeah. Pointing the fingers, are you? Yeah, I've got it on good information. Oh, really? <laughs> um, I, I, it just, it sounds a little bit suspect. Now, uh, also this week there was talk about uh, Fife going to the Saints. Now, oh, yeah, isn't, this, isn't the story here that it was purely absolute bullshit speculation clickbait from one of the Perth radio stations? Now, Declan, Is it one of your mates? No, it's not. <laughs> be one of your mates. I in don't Perth, have any mates nah, that work in radio anymore. you'd have mates in radio, wouldn't you? Um, it was WA station ninety six FM. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Fitzgerald, who also Brad goes Fitz- by, no, no, by no, it'd, it'd be Brad or Fitz. Oh, it'd be Fitzy. 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 He goes Fitzy. by Fitzy oh, yeah, as well. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Fitzy. So on Monday, he'd been told <laughs> the information by a <laughs> oh, I can't uh, a board member from St Kilda. Just a member that, who was a bit bored. Yeah. So he's got he's got mail from uh, he's having quite quite. Close conversations with board members of St Kilda from all the way over in WA. And he said Fife's heading over, done deal. And then everybody else came out and said, no, nah, it's bullshit, it's bullshit. But it does not, doesn't, doesn't not make sense. Well, it, the, the, the part, I think that why I've, because I'm holding out hope that Hawthorne will get Fife mm-hmm. because the rumour was during the trade period that we were clearing the decks so that for next year there is, Room in the cap for an absolute. Yeah, he's market. been linked to about three different clubs so far. Yeah, do you, I mean, if, regardless of St Kilda, do you think he stays at Frio? I reckon he doesn't. I find it weird that he took the captaincy this year, but I reckon he doesn't. I think the money that the people are going to load up for him. No, and who's uh, the captain that left? Was Gary Ablett Jr. captain when he left? No. So the Sk- last one, Skipper that, at the Saints. Who was uh, at the Saints during the tide? Lee Colbert. Left Geelong really? to go to North. I would have been Bulldogs. I was too. Yeah. The thing with this for me, like okay, Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a conversation starter, obviously, but it just the saturation of AFL news in Melbourne, especially. Mm. It's the twenty four hour news cycle and the fact that there's a designated television channel and mm. it's you know every night on 360 and all that sort of jazz we just have to have something to talk about it's a bloke called Fitzy in Perth going oh, thank god I'm good authority guys and he's going it over is. there he's going yeah. across the ditch you beauty yeah. see you after the news with Wacker Macker and Bucko <laughs> and then all of a sudden for the next three days it's we like geez, he's a good it. fit isn't he yeah and like to me, it's just that like, you've got to skim through 13 pages in the paper to get to any other sport. Yeah. They've got to fill time. Yeah. And even people who understand that, are like the three of us, I guess, after about 10 minutes of saying that, you're like, yeah, it makes sense. Though. It's a good fit, though, isn't it? I wouldn't mind him at my club. Yeah. You reckon he's going to come to Melbourne? You reckon, like, I just think it's the, typi- like, the, the typical example of that AFL saturation. The machine. Where the machine is just in overdrive. So Fife is, is he, where is he originally from? Mm. Because he can't claim homesickness if he's not from here. That's no, that's, that's wrong. He is from WA, if I remember correctly. Mm. I'm going to look that up. Nathan Fife. Yeah, WA. Yeah. So, yeah, hasn't talked about homesickness or anything like that. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll put it this way. The guy did do a thing last year where you could go overseas and go on a bit of a kind of a trip with him. And there were bits in the schedule where you would go and watch him work out. <laughs> okay? They, I, think he took, I think he took the group to LA. And there was a thing in the schedule where you... Who signed up to this? I have no fucking idea. Yeah. I have no fucking I, idea. Whoever's... People that signed up but to you this could are go, the people you, I want to talk to. I need to know. 9am in yeah, the gym. You could, you could stand behind a, r- a red velvet rope and good you could reps, watch Fifey, reps, Fifey on the bike. Okay? So that probably says something. Oh, I don't want him at Hawthorne yeah. anymore. I mean, if somebody said, hey, mate, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to charge five grand. Yeah. Going to make an absolute packet. Okay. You're going to go with a bunch of fans over to LA or whatever. Yeah. You go look around, look around, you know, go where the Oscars are, get your yeah. photo taken with Elmo or whatever. And then, tell you what, <laughs> sweeten the deal. They're going to watch you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> do a few reps. Okay? Yeah. And you yeah, oh, yeah, great. No, before great. that, that, that five was sound. like, yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure. And he goes, okay, Do they get what? to watch me work out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that doesn't sound weird at all, oh, my play agent. This is my whole thing of like with that high-level AFL and a lot of sports media, there's a very fine line between homophobia and homoeroticism. Yeah, it's and, Top Gun. And watch, it is Top Gun. And watch the volleyball guy, scene where you're like, I don't know if they're... Yeah, why? What, 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 <laughs> what does that mean? It's the t- yeah, it's a volleyball scene and it's the in the change rooms afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And it's like anybody that is g- getting up to watch... Nat Fife mm. work out in the morning. I mean, it's just sort of creepy for everybody involved. In, in yeah. his defence, do you reckon he's gone? I'm going overseas for a while, and his manager's gone. Oh, we'll, we'll pay people to come along. A couple of photo ops. He's like, well, I'm not going to want that. I've got to go keep fit. I've got to work yeah, out, mate. We'll double it. <laughs> I can fucking watch it'll you on be the bench some, press. It'll be some coked up sports management asshole who he came fits up he over in Perth. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, is I he like a mate of yours? I'm sorry. I like every story comes back to Fitzy from ninety-six point six. Fitzy's the real power. I think that's. <laughs> That's what yeah, we need to say. Right. He's, he's, he's ruling Perth yeah. right now. Uh, but then also the buzz, uh, John Ralph, he said that uh, Gary Ablett should go to St Kilda. Give him like a two-year deal, pay him 400 grand or something like that. And he says, Mrs Ablett, she's from Lang- Langwarren, yeah. a stone's throw from the Saints' yeah. current Seaford base. So she'd, she'd love to go from the Gold Coast and uh, go all the way back okay, to I'll, Langwarren. I'll, I'll, I'll throw out my own earnest footy classified type question here. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not saying it to be incendiary. A great player is a player that makes those around them great. Correct. In light of Gary Ablett, what's happened at the Suns, it's been an absolute disaster, honestly. Can you call Gary Ablett's period at the Suns, can you say he's been a great player during that time? Maybe for three years. Out of the five or six? I think 40, he's undeniably a great player. You want a brown line. Undeniably a great player. 40 possessions means nothing yeah. if your team... If you're not making those around you better. Uh, the, the, the example of a, a great player is somebody who brings their teammates into it. Uh, in the 2008 grand final, you watch Gary Ablett as Geelong are falling apart in that third quarter and fourth quarter. Gary Ablett has decided, I'll have to win this myself. I think he has a very odd mindset that is not team-oriented. He did not help Geelong in that grand final. I think he did what he's trained to do, which is just to be an absolute fucking gun. But I don't think he brings other people into it. And I, I think it's actually been incredibly sad to watch him go to the Gold Coast and to watch him waste some of the best years of his football in a team nobody gives a fuck about. Yeah, yeah. I think the first two, three years, I think we're... I think by the end of the time, whether he leaves... had promise? I think when he leaves this year or next year, I think mm. it would be considered... Overall, I think the report card would be considered a failed experiment. How much you put that down to those around him? How much you put that down to... The whole place. The culture with, yeah. you know, Carmichael Hunt, the drugs, yeah. Harley mm. How much you put down to his injuries and the fact that when he goes home at night... He's only got the Bible because his bloody missus hates life. And they're she hates it. No, it's true. He hates his own personal <laughs> how life. How much do you put And how much do you put down? Well, you've just completely thrown arguably like one of the top ten players, top five players of all time potentially under the bus. I'm saying if he's, if he's around, say he goes to GWS instead of Gold Coast, yeah. does he make that team better? What does it matter if you get a million dollars extra a year? But you're not seriously. If you're not doing something you you love and your skills are being wasted, so I'm not doing anything I love. I'd <laughs> love a million. I, I'd be happy. To I get mean, a Wayne million. Jackson Studios is great, guys. Yeah. But seriously, I, I'd be happy. You show me the cash. I'm on another fucking podcast. Yeah, give me a million. I couldn't I'd give be a rat's what you blokes are doing. I'd be rather happy to do something. Jesus, I don't like. I'm not trying to make anyone better around myself. I'm just trying to feed the dog. Bit, I just think it's a bit sad, and yeah. I think what that. Is, but do, do you think it makes him? Uh, Lesser of a player over like in in the overall scheme of things, regardless of where he goes from here, I not think, just the last three years. I think you can be, but I think that you can be a great player who's not team oriented if you have a team structure around you. By all reports, Sam Mitchell is not the most communicative player. Was he's a, I lead by example. You fucking be as good as me. By all reports, Nathan Buckley was like that yeah, yeah. when he was at Collingwood. Like he would go up to players after the game and say, "You're not fit to wear this jumper." Sure. And, so, but if you're in a structure that around that, and there's other people that can make people great, and you're in a great team, then it's okay. But he has he has had to shoulder this load of this club that is just a hence the bunk shoulder. Mm, maybe he's been carrying going. them, carrying the whole thing. Well, yeah, 
Yes, I agree with you. It's what 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 better metaphor than mm. it's? I mean, the 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 imagery is quite clear. Yeah, yeah. So where do you think that puts him? Over. I mean, we don't know where the next few years will lead, mm. but regardless of where he goes, do you think that he's less of a a, a great player than people oh. think because he hasn't been able to elevate that entire club? No, which I just clearly I got its own. No, spiral I don't problems. blame him for it. I just think it's sad that he's ended up somewhere that you can't see him reach his own potential. Like, what is fifty? You know, they, there was that whole thing with Sirioli a couple of years ago where they go, "Oh, he only got fifteen touches." Does that? Mean? But his impact. But is every much more. fifteen, t- for, or those fifteen touches. What's Set your watches. That was about eight minutes until <laughs> Deck <laughs> mentioned Borthorne. <laughs> that's good. If you, the, the, you know, you watch a great player at it. The great thing about Stevie J going to GWS and yes, the timing they got better a lot quicker than people thought, but you're still getting to watch a great player at a club that's sort of getting but, pretty. But that great. was my point again. Do, do you think if, if and again, it's such a such a ridiculous hypothetical, but that's what we're here for. If Gary Ablett goes to GWS, yeah, with the fact that he's got CBJ and Shaw and a few older heads, and the mm. fact that they're doing much better, and they, mm. they seem to have clicked in yep. terms of being away from the spotlight. Yeah, if he goes there, they're probably winning the grand final. Is, and is he? And same as if he stays at Geelong, obviously, he's mm. probably going to win another flag. He's probably mm. going to get possibly another Brownlow because he's got other people around him yeah. doing all the hard work. Yep. Do you think this will be a blight on his career, evidently? It will be. It's going to really yeah, it be a massive be. asterisk? It's not an asterisk. It's just... Put a line through him? He's no, done. it's... it's you heard it here asterisk is, it's just an asterisk and then down the bottom it goes a bit sad. Yeah, okay. Like, and likewise, and I'm not saying this because he's a former Hawthorne player, but if Sydney... Set your watches, that was a minute. If Sydney have apps, if they bottom out, which looks like... like is got a tough win today against Brisbane. Is the very bu- tough win today. Is the buddy thing, like, uh, forget all the money and is it a good commercial decision? Is it a bit sad? He kicked eight today. But what happens if yeah. they don't... I think we need to judge it overall, over the yeah. whole nine years. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure why I've gone so footy classified, but yeah. there's something about the... I think I just didn't like the cynicism by which the Gold Coast and the GWS teams were constructed. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm angry at Gold Coast because, you know, you mentioned the Bible before, Sonny. To I'm who, a very pious man, though. It's and, not often and, I don't. And he's a, Gary yeah. Ablett is a, is, a, is a very religious person. Yeah. In terms of the Gold Coast, to whom much has been given, much will be expected. And they've squandered draft. They have. That's That's nice. an, that is annoying. Yeah. They're, they're, I suppose their main problem has been their kind of recruiting in terms of the GWS guys, their young guys, they're all guns. Yeah. And they've also the older heads they brought in yeah. are going great guns as well, while the sons, heck, you know, they do the... Well, I mean, I suppose, they, I suppose Giants did the Israel Flowers experiments as well, but... Uh, mm. Carmichael and then the who are the kind of players that the Israel Suns, Folau, oh, at the yeah who are the so. who are the players that the Suns where their previous clubs they've been brought in they're still around they're still going well they're they're but not sh- as many as at the Giants. Look at Charlie Dixon going to Port Adelaide or um, well you can't really say Jager O'Meara playing for Hawthorne but you 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 suspect maybe that he will you know he may thrive at another club. It's just a bit mm. I don't know I just find it a bit. I'd get, definitely I'd, sad. I'd get. I'd definitely get rid of Rocket. I would get rid of Rocket, and I'd bring in the Candyman. Oh yeah, hmm. that's all we ever get from you. That hey, change things around. Hang on, that's my solution to everything. Bring who, in the Candyman. This is who is the Candyman? Candyman is a Trayvon someone. I think it is. No, oh, Travis, right. the guy, the big muscly guy who <laughs> runs <laughs> tobacco stuff, and he's always surrounded by like seven women on yeah. bikinis on leashes. And get stuff. Big I mean, Kevin. He'll, he'll fit in at the Gulf. <laughs> I've got bad news about Big Kev. Uh, <laughs> no, I'd get him back. He'll be right. <laughs> Sorry, I, I apologise for going sort of. Don't like, worry, we're cutting it all out. Don't worry about it, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, you, it's, just something I've been, it's just something I've been thinking about. It's no criticism on him. It's mm. just, it's just something, it's something that irks me. Yeah, fair enough. We'll, uh, we'll wrap it up. This very special. Hey, quick, actually, can I just talk about Gary Ablett? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, quick pop quiz. You know how you said earlier yeah. when your first experience in WA as a kid, there were yeah. some feral fans. Yeah. Who do you guys reckon are the most rabid, feral, like the quintessentially worst fans. Because for years I was, you know, if you go to a derby, a derby, WA fans, shocking, mm. wouldn't want to go there. Yeah. Has South Australia taken the mantle? You go to a showdown or a, or a derby, Have you which guys is worst been to a South Australian game? Yet to go. No. I, mean, I grew up there, but I haven't been to My a... mate went to uh, the first ever... Hawthorne, he's a bit older than me, he's about 10 years older. He went to the first ever game, the Hawthorne versus Adelaide at Footy Park. 
And if you remember, Adelaide won by like 80-something points. Was it 90 points? Oh, it's about 80, yeah. Yeah, 80-something. And we have won the grand for the 91 grand final the year before. So first round. Lids off. They destroy us. My mate, round won 91, so we hadn't won it yet. Oh, is that right? Okay. Forget all of that. Get but, fucking right. <laughs> um, but he was saying that they walk out at the end... And they were still being abused by Adelaide supporters. We'd lost, right? Mm. Like, and he said we had to hide our scarves and jumpers. And then he said they were walking through the car park and there was, like, the Hawthorne cheer squad bus, like a little minivan. Yeah, yeah. And he said there was a group of Adelaide supporters trying to tip it over. <laughs> Rocking it. And lighting a fire underneath <laughs> it. And he goes, they won. I reckon By 80 he, points. What would they be doing I if they lost? I never get the lost? mentality of teams who riot after victory. It happens <laughs> yeah. in the States all the time. Yeah, yeah. Beauty, let's burn the Super Bowl. that we cheered for. Let's burn the place we live in. It. It's amazing. I reckon it'd be WA fans or, yeah. uh, or Australian fans just by the fact there are 40,000 of them and they're all on the same page. It's so, so you're allowed to say whatever you want. Okay. You, know, you don't have that. You don't. You don't have too many people looking over their shoulder, going, "Hey, mate, he's up." You know, that's I, my team. Yeah, I right. agree with you emphatically. Ah. I, I said this on a Melbourne radio station, and no, oh, we can't use this. Then. Yeah, it, no. no, it caused. <laughs> it, 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 I wouldn't say it caused a controversy because only about eight hundred people listen to that sports radio station, but. It was not taken very well that I said that I Hawthorne Freo when we played them in the grand final in 2013. Mm. Oh, you bring up Hawthorne, huh? Okay. I I did it again. Um, <laughs> it's all right, mate. We're cutting. I honestly, I, the Freo supporters that we were near was so poorly behaved. Really, even away, yeah. And I have a theory on it, and I think that it's because they've spent all their time in Freo. They played their other finals over there. They and they're just in there, and everything they say goes. No one's yeah. challenging them. They come to the MCG, and there's like they, they don't actually. Their brain can't compute other supporters. Sure, and they sort of go into some sort of like anaphylactic shock. Is it a bit of that siege mentality though? A bit of that like Lord of the Flies sort of, or we'll just stay as rabid as we can and but let it si- feed into itself. <laughs> well, I think it has fed into yeah. itself. Like the, I reckon Frio. Like when you watch them on the games. I just watched the Essendon game this afternoon. Mm-hmm. They're pretty rough. Mm. Oh, good on them, though. Like, it's part of the fun. So, we'll say WA fans in general probably the worst. Let's just destroy that stage. <laughs> uh, closely followed by South Australia. Quick follow-up. Who's the worst individual type of fan? Is it, <laughs> is it the fan who goes... I don't want to say worse. I don't mean worse. No, no, I mean, no. Worse, I mean, like, like, which one irks you more? The fan who goes and just bags their own team out loud? For, well, we've all sat around these people mm-hmm. for four quarters. Yeah, I don't want um, that. The fan who... And I'm guilty of this especially in the last couple of years, will go and then just sit in the bar. If things aren't going well, I'll just, you know what, I'm just going to go and have a beer and I'll come out at the fourth quarter and maybe not come out at all. <laughs> or yeah. the bloke with the headphones in, like, telling you about all the injuries and the time left. Like, oh, there's uh, only yeah. two minutes left. He's done his hammy. That's yeah. Well, look, like, pre-mobile phone, words? that guy with the, the headphones. He's handy, that guy. <laughs> he was really important. He can be he handy. Does yeah. tell you how much but time is left? Jerk, yeah. But he's always, like, he's always a bit off. But he's a bit off. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, 19, 19 seconds. <laughs> And then, like, but the siren goes, like, yeah, two yeah, minutes later. Right. He's always a little bit off, but he gives you a bit of comfort. I reckon the worst one, the annoying one, is the one who has nicknames for the players yes. that aren't their nicknames. Sure. So they're just shouting out, you know, stuff that they've just thought up at home. It's like, that's not what you call them. Do, yeah. Do you think in that, do you think that they're thinking, if I yell that loud oh, enough, it'll, it'll, wildfire. it'll yeah. get a critical oh, mass yep. through the ground. <laughs> it'll go Mexican <laughs> wave of nicknames. It'll go on their footy card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great one during the week. I should send it to you so you can put it up, Chambo. It's one of the sort of footy nostalgia yeah. Twitter oh, yeah. things. Put Someone had a Dean Anderson uh, Scanlon's footy card. St Kilda legend. And, well, it was when he was playing for Hawthorne. And, <laughs> Shock, horror. And the nickname they gave him, it was on the old footy card where you put the nickname in the middle. It wasn't Ando, was it? No. It was Dean Andominium. <laughs> Anderson. Oh, wow. Really? And it's like... And Dominium. There's, I, I went to games I no never one. heard. And do a whip around the club, boys. <laughs> We're really struggling for a nickname. Yeah, And Dominium. With a mouth guard on. And Dominium. No one's calling him And Dominium. No. no. And it's like it barely fitted on the Scanlon's footy club. <laughs> cut out like Anderson. Cut out Dean. Just, just go with And Dominium. Everyone yeah, know you're talking like about. Five point size. Yeah, point I, I've size. got to go with you on that. The person trying to yeah, create their own create nickname. nickname. In any facet of life, actually. Yeah. Walking in, g'day, just call me T-Bone. No. Oh, no, mate. The person trying to create their own nickname for themselves. Worst bloke That's ever. their own. That's its own breed. You reckon that's yeah. not the same bloke? Throw it out there. I'm going to make Andominium a thing and call me T Bone. <laughs> yeah. 
imagine yelling out the pool and the video. Well, do you think it's premeditated? Do you think the guy is trained to the Oh, yeah. I've got it. Dean Anderson. Mate, train is a bit late. Train's like improv for him. Oh, you he's, reckon he's... Oh, the off-season. He's got the footy record 100% open. 100%. Like. What can I do with Ando? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're trying to wrap this up, Javo, but did you see the, the no, stuff during the week like about... Like if um, Andominium is a thing. I will show you that footy card please. as Sonny. Um, please, please do. No, I hear it. I'm, no, no, I just... Oh, just just you mentioned the, uh, the Saints. It's good to get off the hawks for a change. But um, <laughs> there was something I heard during the week about... Uh, so, oh, mental blank as to the Saints coach at uh, the moment. Richardson. Yeah, so he had a, he had a, a bit of a, an issue where he lost his cool in the box. Uh, I think it was pre-season. So they said, mate, we're going to fly you to India, do a medica- meditation course. Oh, that's right, he did a bit of that, didn't he? Medication and then <laughs> meditation. <laughs> yeah. So he did some meditating there and he brought it back. But then I think it was, it was a 28-hour 20, trip. Yeah, and that was just uh, – well, half of that was the drive to yeah. Brisbane. But he, um, but he came back. But Nathan Burke during the week was talking about uh, in 98 – the Saints had a great year, and then a couple of rounds to go, they started to wane. So they decided to get meditation involved, and they got everyone to this guru, and one at a time they, they got told to rock up at a certain time and be led into the room where this guru spoke to them, and they were asked to bring three pieces of fruit, two flowers, and a white hanky, and go into this room, and they would chant with this guru, and he'd give them their own mantra, and they all thought it was complete bullshit, obviously. And they went through it. And unfortunately for them, they won that week. So from then on, for the next three rounds and finals, 20 minutes before each training session, 20 minutes mm. before each game, meditation, even on the flight to Sydney for the first final, they all had to... Righto, guys, as we're taking off, 20 minutes, meditation. This is the only thing. Apparently, obviously, it was snores after five minutes. Mm. But from that moment on, meditation became this like intrinsic part of the club. That would have been Stan Alves too, who was yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit different. Definitely, yeah. a bit left field. Yeah, interesting. It's incredible. Like, these days, I suppose you try anything. But even, even 98, it's only... Oh, shit, didn't it's 20 Mal- years ago. Isn't it? Malcolm Blight used to did one because he's been criticised a few times for that sort of thing. Out of the box thing. Yeah, and, but that was also what people loved about him. Mm. But wasn't there one with Geelong... Where he drove them to like he didn't have a pool, but it was like the team manager or the president, someone quite rich in Geelong, and the team bus went past the pool, and they all had to sit around the pool in a circle and pass around a towel and say their own personal goals for the game. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Oh, so it's, it's sort of always been. I, I don't know. I think that it's probably more common now than yeah. what it would have been. I reckon meditation would be a thing at clubs now. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. You meditate as you boys? You yeah. You strike me as boys who, who get pretty zen on yourselves. Uh, I, 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 I have been known to meditate. I'm not get, I don't want to get into this. Can I just show you for the record? Yeah. There's your Dean Anderson footy card. Right, 1990 Scanlans. Andaminium. Andaminium. It's a typo. I'll send it through to you, Chamber. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's not his nickname. It's no one's <laughs> calling him Andaminium. <laughs> we'll wrap it up. We do have a couple of footballers in real life. So here's one from Adrian. Uh, hello, Junk Timers. Today at lunchtime, walking through the arcade between Little Collins and Collins Street, uh, I spied a beautiful, huge blonde man, Dermy. Yes, Dermot Brereton. He was chatting animatedly to a mate. He was definitely going for a rugged look, brown leather jacket, jeans, Timberlands. He was carrying a retro star vintage clothing shopping bag. He looked huge and great. Do you think Dermot Burden has never had a conversation where he wasn't talking animatedly? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, he's, D- Dermot Burden's never having How a... How do you reckon his pillow talk would go? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't need that in my mind. I'd have a workshop down to absolute <laughs> wouldn't you? I mean, four decades of some of the finest <laughs> work. Um, from... I just got to double check if you read this name. Yep, from Lloyd. Uh, spotted Jimmy Bartell at the Garden State Hotel on Flinders Lane this fine Sunday evening. So today, the Brownlow medalist was wearing a crisp white shirt, beard length, fairly stubby, think around 3-4 last year. He was buying, buying around a drink for his friends. The way he handed over his credit card clearly demonstrated he was clearly has overcome the disappointment of leaving Geelong under inauspicious circumstances. That tells me I, he's flicking it over. So do you do do you do a f- like people spotting footy people? Yeah. Yes, yes. And we encourage people not to say it on Twitter because that's like real life tracking. Yeah. So just email it to us. Um, well, I have one this week. Oh, cool. I had one two days ago. Um, Ando? <laughs> um, you, mean, um, you mean Dean Andaminium? <laughs> oh, you know him, Because yeah. <laughs> me and a friend have a game where you call, we call it stalking footy. 
and it's if you've seen a football and you get points for right. each one. Right. But I was uh, I was meeting someone in a very trendy cafe in Collingwood called South of Johnston. Is that a name of a... No. Yeah, I think you know the one, yeah. And uh, there was a whole table of people, and it's funny when you sort of clock, clock someone you've watched playing football, I thought, I know that guy, how do I know that guy? And it was Will Langford... Oh. And he was with Liam Shields and there was a bunch of other Hawthorne players, but they had their backs to me. And Will Langford was telling them about some old like, st- like history of cinema and cinema studies. <laughs> and they were like genuinely interested in yeah. what he was saying. Yeah. Were you eavesdropping or was it pretty loud? Like, it was, it's it's yeah. a really loud place, but I did catch, look, the thing about that style of early cinema was. Really? Mm. I'm serious. So when Jake Lamotta's <laughs> pouring the eyes over his crutch, that was that was improvised from De Niro. It's interesting because Will has been described to me as a player that, oh, you know, we'll be kind of hanging out, having yeah. a coffee, and he'll be over in the corner reading the paper. No. So he's a bit different. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how he's painted. Like, I've wouldn't football as painters. Oh, they're a bit different. You know, they read. They read. They read no, a book every now and then. you say that because I interviewed for uh, when I worked on the uh, Hawthorne podcast a few years ago and one of the stock like fast f- questions we'd ask at the end is who's the weirdest guy mm. at the club and Jared Roughhead said oh I'd have to say Will Langford and then I said uh, oh why do you mean that and he well, why do you say that and he said oh we call him the philosopher and I said oh why do you call him the philosopher and he said oh first day at the club we saw him reading a book <laughs> oh wow <laughs> didn't even have a rock hammer in it <laughs> There was, and I saw one other. I've seen one other, but not this week. Yeah, cool man. A couple of weeks back, like on street. Yeah. I'm not joking. It was on one of those last warm days of summer, yes, um, or last sort of you know March uh, sort of sunny days. Autumnal sort of like yeah, the last autumnal. throes of an Indian summer. <laughs> and it was um, Dennis Pagan mm. wearing quite sort of small shorts, a man sandal. Like a sort of slide, you know, the leather one that you slide your foot into, and a salmon polo shirt. <laughs> he was looking very retrosexual. He looks like it's bloody washing day, by the way. Oh, really? You he's think just he's throwing whatever's left in the closet on? Um, but he still had that sort of like, you know, he always had that look of perpetual concern on his yeah, face. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't quite know what he's doing, but he's yeah. sure he needs to be doing it. Yeah, he was on the corner of, uh, I want to say, Grattan and Ligon. So anyone listening out there, feel free to stalk that paddock. <laughs> well, there was actually an article today from uh, Melbourne player Jaden Hunt and he talked about how he's a bit different. The quote is, yeah, I'm a quirky guy. And so I kind of looked at it like, you know, oh, here we go. Like he was saying, you know, I, I don't, once... Don't tell me he's a reader. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, Goodfellas <laughs> is the favourite film. Not Shawshank Redemption, something, you know, something <laughs> yeah, yeah. not much. But then actually on his Instagram, I think in the article, they showed him on rollerblades with his mum, kind of Hannibal Lecter-like, lying on a, on a, on a trolley. And he was taking her to her birthday lunch or dinner or oh, something. Oh, he's rolling her on the yeah, trolley. Yeah, so then I was, the like, I was like, actually, you're, you're, you're allowed to stay here a bit quicker. <laughs> Not even, like, I know some weird guys and they've never delivered their mum anywhere on a trolley. No, no. So we are uh, stubby holders at junktime.bigcartel.com. We've got the four varieties. Uh, they're flying off the shelf. Uh, we are Junktime Alpha Pod at Facebook, Twitter and uh, Gmail, yes, junktimeoffapod at gmail.com. Thank you, Declan. Thank you, Sonny Mon. Thank you. Hey, can you, if people like... See you in Shanghai, I suppose, next week. Yeah, I think Rosie's doing a scouting job now, isn't he? (laughs) And also, if you want to check out Declan's podcast, The Sweetest Plum, with our fellow guest of the show, Nick Maxwell. I noticed that we now on iTunes, if you click on ours, it recommends yours. Yeah, there's a bit of of cross-pollination between the podcasts. I think that's fair to say, yeah. Yeah. Same five listeners. (laughs) (laughs) See you later. Go Hawks. Go the best. Go Hawks. (laughs) Go Andominium.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.